We're going to look now for a fourth time at the prayer of Paul in verses 9 to 11 of Philippians 1. And our focus is going to be on filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Those three words will fill this whole session. Father, as we try to understand what it means to be filled, what it means to be filled with something called fruit, and what it means to be filled with something called fruit of righteousness at the day of Christ, in answer to prayer, would you work this? That's why I'm praying right now. This is a this is a prayer. And I ask that we would not be found empty or half full, but that you would make us zealous to be filled with the fruit of righteousness at the day of Christ. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's read the whole thing. It is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent. And the result of that will be so you be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. And then it, there's no temporal connection here to say when this happens, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So it seems to me that, that this being filled with the fruit of righteousness is not distinct from becoming pure and becoming blameless or proving what is excellent or loving with knowledge and discernment. Rather, all this is how this is happening. We are being filled with the fruit of righteousness as we are made pure, as we are made blameless, as we prove what is excellent, as we love God and people with knowledge and discernment. So filled with the fruits of righteousness. What, what are we actually praying for here? What does it mean to be filled and the first thing that comes to my mind that it's not half measures. In other words, when you pray about the way you will be found at the day of Christ and about the effect of your love and your purity and your blameless, do you ask God, I want to be half full at the day of Christ. I want to come to the end of my work today and be really happy that I did 50% of the fruit. I bore 50% of the fruit that God had appointed me to bear. I'm thinking of Ephesians 2.10 where we are created in Christ Jesus for good works. Did, did he create us to do half of them which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them? No. Here's what, here's what I mean. If you look at Titus 2.14. Christ gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people who, for his own possession, who are zealous to, to purify. So that's Philippians 1.10. 
becoming pure and blameless, to purify for himself a people for, for his own possession, zealous for good works. In other words, when, when we pray, when we pray that we'd be filled with fruit, we don't pray to be half-hearted. We pray to be zealous. So when you get up in the morning and pray about your day, what do you ask God to do? I hope you're not among the thousands, it seems to me, who just simply coast through their Christian life. They don't, they don't sit on the edge of their chair saying, oh God, what's next for me in filling up the amount of fruit you have appointed for me to bring to the day of Christ? They just kind of coast. They don't, they don't press on through half measures to all the good works appointed for them to do and aim to be full. Here's another good clarification from 2 Corinthians 9.8. God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency, so you get all grace, all sufficiency in all things at all times. Why? <laughs> that you may abound, be filled with every good work. And I've, I've wondered often, what does this every mean? You know, God has appointed good works for you to do. And they are not the ones John Piper will be called to account to do. And there are works he has appointed me to do. And those are works that you won't be expected to do. All grace is given to you so that you have all sufficiency in your situation, in all the things that come your way at all the times you enter so that you will abound in every one that God set for you. That's what I think every there means, and that's what I think fullness means back here. The fruits that God expects me to do, you won't be expected to do. Standing in front of you are people to be loved that aren't standing in front of me. Then focus on the word fruit. Fruit implies what? I think it implies the, the natural outcome or outgrowth, outgrowth of inner newness or renewal, reality inner newness. So, so fruit here is different from, from labor. He could have said labor. It's true, but it's only true if you realize that our labor is first fruit. It is, Jesus said, um, a good tree bears good fruit. And so the implication here is that when we're bearing fruit, there's inner newness. There's a, there's a good tree that God has created. What is that fruit? Righteousness, but I wonder, is, is the word of here, does it mean comes from righteousness? So first there's the tree of righteousness that God has worked in us, and then we bear fruit. It, it bears fruit. So fruit of righteousness, fruit of the tree. Or does of mean which is righteousness. 
So the fruit of righteousness can mean the fruit which is righteousness or the fruit that comes from righteousness. And there, it's no more clear in Greek than it is in English that this little word of has the same ambiguities in English as it does in, in Greek. And my inclination is to say it doesn't mean this, though I think that's true. I think, I think God is at work in us. In fact, look, look at chapter 1, verse 6. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you God is at work in me. It is, it is a good work. It is a righteous work in me. And he's going to bring it com- to completion at the day of Christ. And so it is true that there's something going on min- in me that's inner and new and, and like a good tree. I should have spelled that G-O-O-D. <laughs> a good tree, not a God tree. Although that would be true too. Filled with the fruit of righteousness, I think it means which is righteousness, because I don't think Paul would tell us that the tree is called righteous and then leave the fruit unspecified. I think he means for us to understand, I'll tell you what the fruit is. The fruit is your life is doing many right things, good things, just things, and that's what you will be filled with. And next time we look at these amazing two phrases, through Jesus Christ, to the glory of God. And that is so full of amazing implications. I'm saving it for its own session. So the point here is when you pray about the way you will be found at the day of Christ, pray not for half measures. No, pray for fullness, pray for zeal and pray for a newness so that this zeal is not a burden of work to do. It is natural outgrowth of what you are becoming in your inner newness. Namely, you are becoming a good and right and holy kind of person by the Spirit of God, and therefore you are bearing the fruit of righteousness.